Welcome back to America's Game, episode number 24. I am your host, Eric Vanek, and you can find me on Twitter at EricVanekNFL. And as always, joined by my co-host, Mike. What's going on, Mike? Man, every time I watch that intro video when we do this, it just makes me sadder and sadder. Eagles are so far away from that 2017 Super Bowl, right? We just keep going downhill, and then it always finishes off with, you know, last year, of course, just getting beat by Sky Moore, of all fucking people. <laughs> yeah, when, I, when, when I watch it, I go full eggplant, man. That thing is so sweet. The whole intro, the whole song. Yeah, full eggplant for me for sure. Let's go. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good though. Off yeah, season's good. here finally. Yes, yes. Um playoffs starting this week, man. We're finally here. Jim Mora playoffs. Yeah. Gotta... For some of us, uh we get to watch our teams in the playoffs now. You're a little bit probably more excited to watch the Browns in the playoffs, a little bit more hopium. I'm just waiting I got, for that ass Here whooping. it is, the Joe Flacco. I got it. Wearing it. He ain't messing around. No. <laughs> that fucker wins one game. We're building a fucking statue. Would you get that at like Aldi's? No. <laughs> no I had that's old old fanatics for you. There it is. <laughs> yeah, had to, had to have that one shipped out pretty quickly. But uh, now, nah, man, I got. Um, you got don't have Flacco to worry about it because we got that comeback player of the year bet on him, right? Like you buy ten jerseys, God. fifteen, God, twenty. I hope so, man. I hope he wins. If if they give that to Demar Hamlin, I'm going to be so pissed off. And I think a lot of people are because that's going to be a joke. Yeah. yeah, it's a great story, but he doesn't deserve an award for it. Pass. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, playoffs. I wanted to talk a little bit about playoffs here with you. Uh, want to talk about some of the coaching firings that happened so far, and some of the changes that are going to be happening with that. And then I also have a fun little um, exercise there at the end for, that I think will benefit anybody that's doing any kind of playoff contest. So that'll be fun. Let's go. But yeah, let's let's start with um, let's start with these playoff games, man. Just talk a little bit about them. So the very first game is uh, Saturday at four thirty. It's going to be the Browns at the Texans. What are your thoughts going into this game, man? At the Texans, it uh, was probably worst-case scenario for you guys. <laughs> they, well, I mean, we just fucking stomped on them in Houston, even though, I mean, it was, granted, it was Case Keenum, I get it. Right. But we've already gone there, we've already won, and it wasn't that long ago. So there is that. I mean, it is going up against C.J. Stroud, you know, arguably the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Probably so, no, it's, no question at this point, right? I know Puka was nice, but it just seems I to mean, be a QB award, don't it? Usually, but Puka broke records, like the most catches, True. most receiving yards for a rookie receiver in NFL history. So I, I honestly think that one's 50-50. It's between those two of who's going to win it. Um, but, yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on this game, man? Do you think the Browns have a shot to go in there and knock off Houston? Or? Definitely. With that defense, you, you, you always have a shot. Um, I did see a great TikTok 
uh, <laughs> was it yesterday or the day before? Uh, where it was, you know, post-game, every time C.J. Stroud was winning the game, he's hugging, you know, the opposing quarterback, and uh, they just kept having this caption, like, he's coming. He's coming. And at the end, it just shows, like, a mean picture of Miles Garrett. <laughs> like, uh, get ready, C.J. Yeah. <laughs> get ready for um, that dude. Yeah, you definitely have a chance. I, I'd be interested to see, like, what the, the point spread is on it. It was you know? uh, two and a half. Browns were giving two and a half, so Texans got two and a half at home. So, yeah, they're not even – usually the home team gets, what, a full three points? Usually. That's kind of where it starts, and then they move on from there. So Right. Uh, road favorites? Let's go. <laughs> right. That's what I said. Road favorites. Yeah, Let's it's, go. It's, it's still at two and a half. I'll, I'll leave these up so I can um, check them while we're going through here. But, yeah, two and a half uh, point favorites for the Browns. Flacco, man, he's just been on fire. Hopefully they can keep that up. Cooper should be good to go. And Joku, all those guys should be good to go. You know, get, give it to me right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Browns. Take that's where me. I'm at, yeah. If I was if I was going to bet on this one, it's going to be Browns money line. Okay, yeah, that's where I'm at too. I think it's going to be a close game. Like, I don't think Browns are going to come in here and blow them out. Um, but I think it's going to be a good competitive game. I'm thinking like 27, 24, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that probably thinking, the over's only at forty four and a half right now, so their Vegas is even thinking it's gonna be a little bit less than that. So Right. Maybe uh maybe a twenty three twenty game, something like that. Mm-hmm. And be interesting with Stroud going up against um, you know, this defense. This is he's only throwing five interceptions on the year too, Stroud. It was a one percent of his throws were an interception, which is crazy to think Took about for a ball. rookie. Yep. Yeah. So Stroud coming in here against a really good defense gonna be interesting man I'm, i think uh probably I, i'm sad that this game is the first game usually the first th- four thirty games a, a dog shit game this isn't gonna be a dog shit game yeah that should have been like eagles bucks <laughs> yeah instead we're gonna put that on monday night instead you know they're their marquee make, matchup yeah they're gonna make me wait and just suffer so yeah, yeah thanks thanks yeah. for that schedule but yeah uh i'll go browns i'll go browns here browns on the money yeah. line. i'll take it and then next game up is uh, everyone's up in roar about it because it's on the cock. Well, can only watch it on the cock. Yeah. Dolphins go and Chiefs. Yeah. I think it's so, such a ploy or a big ball move by NFL to be like, yeah, we're going to make all these Taylor Swift fans pay for Peacock just to watch it. Love it. Love yeah. It. And they're going to get all their 499s from all these Swift fans just to see her, a uh, couple glimpses of her on the camera. <laughs> I love it. For the average NFL fan, I can see it's probably bullshit. Um, but I thankfully I already you know I already pay for yeah. So I you know, same here. You know I got to watch all my office reruns, man. Just yeah. I, I mean WWE's on there, so I have all my WWE stuff. Right. Um, IndyCar racing's on there, so I got all that. So I've already had this for years, so I could care less. I also my my uncle was complaining. Oh, if I was a fan of these two teams, I would bitch and blah blah blah. First off, they're gonna have it on local TV for Kansas City and Miami, anyways. Probably uh, they usually do for like the Amazon Prime Thursday night games. It'll be on the local TV, so it's gonna be on the local TV for these two teams, anyways. Just, Sec- just hope this isn't a, a bigger trend, right? They they keep doing this more and more. Right? Oh, it's going to games. be. It's going to be because I just mean I, like I hope we don't get to the point where the fucking Super Bowl is on like some obscure streaming. Yeah, and no, that'll yeah. never happen. Like I gotta buy fucking Apple TV to watch the Super Bowl. Like fuck out of here. I'm yeah, good, that, that'll never happen. But I guarantee you, this is gonna happen more and more because I guarantee you, this will be the highest streaming thing ever. 
There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. Has, has there been a bigger event? I mean, the only thing the I can think of, the only thing I can think of is like WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, there was a few college games. Like I had to watch a few uh, Iowa games on the cock mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, um, Notre Dame. There was a big Notre Dame game that was on there. Right. Um, you know, and then Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. But yeah, they usually do good. But I think this is going to blow all those out of the water, man. Hey, let's just be thankful it's not pay per view, though, right? Like, just be thankful we're not paying. Well, you know, it is pay per view. You got to pay for the. But you know what I mean, like the. If I want to watch like a an up and coming UFC fight that I'm pretty excited right. about, you know, it's like oh, there goes ninety bucks, you know, a big time mm-hmm. boxing match, like just for one event, I gotta pay right. that much. Fuck that, like the six dollars. I don't know what it is, six bucks, seven bucks, eight bucks, whatever it is for. I mean, f- for a month, pay it. Yeah. You cancel. Like I'll take that over, you know. $80. Right. Sure. I mean, shit, we watch WWE pay-per-views for 40 50 bucks a month, 60 bucks a month, you know, back in the day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just don't make it a huge trend. Yeah. But anyways, um, I think this is going to blow away any streaming numbers ever. For sure. This is going to be the highest, maybe 20 $30 million on this for easy. I mean, on paper, you look at it, it's uh, KC minus four. Yeah, the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs, um, though. Like on DraftKings, uh, Dolphins are getting four and a half. I think so the big thing, thing is uh, is Waddle good to go, right? And if he is playing, how healthy is he coming off yeah. that ankle? So. Yeah, hopefully Mostert's good to go too. I think this is going to be a really interesting game. I I really think Miami can go in there and win because Kansas City just hasn't done it this year, man. They've just been right. piss poor. But I definitely could see Kansas City still sneaking it out here. They're at home. You know, they got the playoff experience. It is so. going to be brutal for the Dolphins, too. It's it, We're not even talking like, hey, you're just going to the Midwest in, uh, you know, January. Normally, you think, okay, you know, it might be in the teens, 20s. It's going to be in the single digits. I'm pretty sure the high for uh, for this weekend, at least in the Midwest around where I am, like we're having like two-degree highs. So Yeah, that's going to be tough. Whew. Hamstrings. Tighten it up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if I'm with you, I think I'm going. Um, I think I'm going Chiefs. I think I'll take the Chiefs because of the weather, but it's going to be a close one. Uh, the Dolphins yeah. do have the ability to knock them off, though. Yeah, I could see it being another field goal game, and the the Chiefs win, but Dolphins cover. Ooh, I think I, like I think one. I think that's kind of what we're going to look Chiefs at. Chiefs win, there. Dolphins cover. I could take that. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. But it, I mean, it could be another offensive explosion, man. They could. The Miami's very good at running the ball. If you're in cold right. weather, you're gonna probably run the ball. So if they can, you know, get Mostert and a chain going, just knock off all these huge runs, uh, open up a little bit for play action to Tyreek and and Waddle. I mean, they got a shot too. So I think like I think for it. me, the the Chiefs have been a very underrated defense, like really stifling. Um, yeah. Sneed's been awesome. Uh, Chris Jones has been awesome. They should have paid that man in the off season, like really paid him, yeah. <laughs> locked him up. That's you're looking at the best defensive tackle in the entire league. Um, Aaron Donald's still really good. Don't, don't get that wrong. Yeah. They're probably one a and one B. Right. But, uh, Chris Jones is amazing. So couple that with the frigid temperatures of Kansas city. I'm taking the chiefs. Okay. Um, chiefs on, on their side of the ball, man, I think. The one big thing is Chubb out, Jalen Phillips out for the Dolphins, and I don't know if they lost their third pass rusher. I know they lost another one on um, on that Sunday night game there. Yeah, Van Ginkle went out. I don't know what his status is. Yeah, and is. then the fourth guy went out too on the special teams play. I think it was Cameron Good, I think his name was. Yeah. Um, so 
I mean, they really have old ass Melvin Ingram, and that's about it. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting there on Miami, man. If they if they can't get pressure on Mahomes, then I think Mahomes could should be able to pick them apart if these assholes can catch the ball. Yeah, I'd be worried a little bit too, right? Xavier Howard was banged up. Uh, we didn't see him week eighteen, but we'll see. Right. You know, if he if he's good to go for this game. Luckily for them, like at least the Dolphins' defenses. Travis Kelsey's age has been showing, uh, mm. kind of been slow, just hasn't been great. They haven't been to get the ball. So the really only offensive weapon is run the ball with Isaiah Pacheco or try to get it to Rasheed Rice. So I think Ramsey could shut down Rice, the rookie. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking is do they just let Ramsey shut down Rice, double team Kelsey or whatever you got to do there, yeah. and then what the hell, the, they got be, have to be able to run the ball. Pacheco's going to have to run for like 150. Right, they're gonna have to really pound that football because I don't even against you know the backup corners or the nickel corners against the yeah. Miami like they're still better than Justin Watson, yeah. you know Tony, <laughs> like all right, these right, shitty right. ass wide receivers Kansas City's been rolling out MVS. Right, that's gonna be a, a good game. Uh, next game up, this should have been the four thirty game. Uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Um, I think this one's going to be pretty easy for both of us, I think. Yeah, Bills um, in a blowout. Yeah, uh, they're giving up. Uh, Bills are a 10-point favorite. They're a 10-point favorite, and the over-under is only 36.5. So they're pretty wow. much predicting Pittsburgh did not score. Yeah, and I, I'm i assuming that they're starting Mason Rudolph, right? Yeah. Have you heard anything? Yeah, yeah I haven't heard anything. I mean, he's been 3-0, and so I guess I assume that they're starting Mason Rudolph. Um, he's been uh, one of the nice stories over the last month for sure. He's, uh, I always thought he was kind of eh. He's better than Trubisky for sure. Now the, but, there's um, an opportunity in this game, but this is going to solely hinge, at least in my opinion, on big plays to George Pickens. Like if Mason can connect with George Pickens for a couple bombs, hmm. all of a sudden we got a ball game. Now if they can't get anything going down the field, it's done. Yeah. It's over. I think Buffalo would or uh, Pittsburgh would have a little better shot if TJ Watt was playing. That Watt got yeah. hurt there. I think it's kind of that's a wrap. Because that Allen, pressure you know. could force Josh Allen into a few turnovers, a few exactly. Josh Allen bonehead plays where you're like, "What are you doing? Damn it! You just threw the game away." That kind of thing. But right, no TJ Watt, no chance. Yeah, I think this one's pretty easy. We can skip over this one. Buffalo's going to – I think they even covered the 10. I don't think it's even particularly close. Nah, I would imagine two touchdowns, 17 points, something in that is the yeah. final margin of victory for Buffalo. Yep. Uh, 430, Packers at Cowboys. So that'll be uh, another interesting game. We'll look up this, the uh, point spread there. Seven Packers are getting 7.5. Wow. Right. That's actually uh, quite a bit. I think they could cover that. I think it could be another field goal game or four-point game, something like that. A 50-and-a-half over under, too, so a relatively yeah. high-scoring game. Um, yeah. I'd take the Packers with the points. Yeah, I think they have a realistic shot to, to knock them off, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they went in on Thanksgiving and beat the hell out of Detroit. So um, they've had some big wins on the road this year, too. Yep. They're you know, they're hitting on all cylinders. They went into that um, Sunday night game, week 17, you know, and they beat the shit out of the Vikings, too. I mean, it's, granted, it's the Vikings, but right. uh, the Vikings had been one of the better defenses over the last month or two of the season as well, once Flores really got those guys buying in. So, yeah, I mean, Packers are definitely one of the hottest teams in the league. Dallas is, has been pretty good, too. They've played a lot of tough teams here lately. Uh, Miami and you know a couple Eagles games there, so they've had some uh, some tough tests too. I think Dallas is going to win the game, but I wouldn't be shocked if 
Green Bay covers. That's kind of where I'm leaning. So it's going to be interesting, even without possibly Christian Watson. Um, if, if he if he is good to go, Christian Watson literally exposed the fuck out of this defense last year. Right, that mm-hmm. was his breakout game. Even if he can't go, um, Dallas is susceptible to the big play down the field, which Jordan Love has been extraordinary at. Uh, Jaden Reed has been a godsend, and Dontavian right. Brooks has also been very good at it. So the Packers' weapons, even without Christian Watson, can expose them for big plays. Um, Deron Bland was a you know a great story with all those pick sixes, right? Leading the league in interceptions, but he's also very. Uh, do you remember Asante Samuel, like mm-hmm. kind of with the Eagles? You yep. know where it was like it was a pick or he was giving up a sixty-yard touchdown. There was yep. no real in between. Kind of the same thing. So, kind of a dangerous matchup for that Cowboys uh, defense, right? Jordan yeah. Love can't hit him or gash him for big plays. So I think uh, I think I would definitely take the Packers with the points, and uh, you know I might. I might actually throw a bet down, you know, ten bucks on Packers money line. When yeah, I I'm right. I I don't blame me on that one either. If you could maybe get a money line on that, maybe get Jordan Love like over two seventy passing, something like there that. There you go. Like pair it with that. Yeah. Yeah, pair it That'd with be that. Be a decent payoff. Yeah, for sure. I think that could be a good one. Um, Dallas side of the ball. What do you think they're gonna have to do? Is it just gonna be all CD Lamb? Just yeah. do do if I'm if I'm Dallas, I don't go away from what has been working. Uh, I figure out the way to get the ball to CeeDee Lamb first and foremost. You run Tony Pollard just to keep the defense honest, and then as the defense adjusts and really starts focusing on CD, now that opens it up for Brandon Cooks, Jake Ferguson, and then that's that's what you run your offense through. You don't worry about fucking Jalen Tolbert. You don't try to get Peyton Hendershot involved. <laughs> you don't try to establish Rico Doddle. You don't go out and go, we're going to give Tony Pollard 25 carries up the gut. Like, just keep doing what the fuck was working for you all season. Right. Okay. I'm good with that. And then, yeah, Green Bay, I mean, they got pretty much all their um, weapons healthy. Musgrave came back. Uh, You know, like you said, we'll see on Watson. But other than that, they'll have everybody back. Kraft has really come on the last couple weeks, and now they have two really good tight ends. Uh, the wide receivers three, you know, go three or four deep there with Bo Melton's come on lately. Um, you got the two running backs, Jones and Dylan. So, yeah, Green Bay's uh, looking up there. And their defense isn't terrible. It's, it's middle of the road. It's middle of the road. They're going to need Jair Alexander to really fucking step up, though, and be Jair Alexander yeah. to fold. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Slowing down C.D. Lamb is not going to be an easy task. No, not at all. Um, all right, next game up on Sunday will be the night game. This is uh, the most intriguing storyline for sure, Rams and Lions. Uh, probably the game I'm looking forward to the most outside of the Browns. Yeah, I can get behind that. Uh, Dan Campbell going to have to salvage because there's going to be a lot of questions with how he left people in last week and they just got fucking annihilated with injuries. So yeah, we'll see if Sam Laporta can actually go. Um kind of conflicting reports it looked bad looked horrible then the report was a little bit better and then the report was a little bit worse so i have no idea where we're at with sam laporta if he's going to play if not either if if he does play he's going to be banged up and slow that sucks seemed like everybody got banged up with knee injuries hyper extensions left and right like not a great look for week 18 for a game that really didn't fucking matter for that team to right now we're limping into a home playoff game for Detroit, you know, like the best Detroit football season I think right. we've seen since the early 90s. And uh, yeah. this is what you're coming in with. Dan, yeah. I, I love Dan Campbell, but fuck, that was horrible last week. Yeah. 
Not to mention you got Stafford coming back to Detroit in a playoff game where they never made the playoffs ever with Stafford, and you know they traded him away just because they they were. They they made it one time, right? They lost to Dallas. Well, no, they lost that New Orleans game. I thought they played Dallas too with Stafford in a in a playoff game because there was like a horrible. It might have been Dallas or New Orleans. I thought it was New Orleans because it was a high score and like. If I if I remember right, it was the same year that Dez had that drop, drop catch, whatever we want to phrase it in Green Bay. Yeah, you can look it up, but because Dallas got like bailed out versus Detroit on a like a pass interference call, you know, to basically kick the game winning field goal or something the week before, mm -hmm. and then they went up to Green Bay, and that was a controversy the the Dez catch or non catch, right. Um, yeah, if you want to look it up, go ahead. But, yep. I mean, Stafford coming back to Detroit here, I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, and then Goff. Goff against his former team, too. The team that didn't want him anymore, that said he couldn't win anymore. Um, traded him away for, basically gave up a first-round pick to get rid of him or whatever it was. So, man, there's a lot of story in this game. A lot of uh, intrigue. I think this is going to probably be... Um, very emotional game. I think this is going to be one of those, you know, back and forth, just super emotional games. I think right. the point spread's three points. I think that's probably dead even. It, you can just pick them, basically, at that point. Um, if I'm picking, I think I'm going to take the Rams. I think I'm going to take the Rams in this game. I think, like you said, with the injuries for Detroit, their defense hasn't been as good lately. Um you know, you got Stafford with Nakua and Cup and Higby, all these guys, Kyron Williams. I think the Rams have enough uh, firepower on offense to advance there for one week. Yeah, so the uh, I'm with you. I would I'd take the Rams here in the upset, I guess, quote-unquote upset. But uh, to, to the point, Lions made the playoffs three times under uh, oh, Stafford. Okay. Uh, they lost to the Seahawks in 2016. They lost the wild card round to the Cowboys in the 2014 playoffs, and they lost to the Saints, which you brought up in okay. the uh, the 2011 playoffs. So okay, that was the first. That was their first time in the playoffs since the 90s. That's the one I remembered. Yeah, against the uh, against the Seahawks, Stafford threw for 205 yards, uh, no touchdowns, no picks, sacked three times. Uh, versus the Cowboys, he had a good game: 323, a touchdown, one pick, three sacks. And then uh, versus Saints, I bet that probably wasn't good. That was a good Saints. Oh, Jesus Christ, he tore up the Saints. Yeah. yeah that was the, and three. Yeah, that was with him and Calvin Johnson at their fucking peak. Man. <clears throat> yeah, but I did, I did remember that, that Cowboys-Detroit game, right? Because I fucking hate the Cowboys with passion right. as an Eagles fan, so you always want them to lose. <laughs> but, right. Uh, if I, they had, like, a horrible DPI call against the Lions. You know, mm -hmm. towards the end of that game that allowed Dallas to go down and win it. So when the, the Dez catch happened or did not happen in Green Bay, I was like, yeah, that's what you get. Ball don't lie. All right. Last game, Eagles and Bucks. That's another three-point game with the Bucks getting the three points. Eagles coming in limping, that's for sure. Um, yes. They've been awful this last month of the season. Terrible. A lot of injuries. A.J. Brown got hurt in the yep. last game. Jalen Hurts broke a finger. Um, Devontae Smith was banged up a couple weeks before that. Not looking great. Nope. I think they have enough to win, though. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. What do you What do you think? What's your gut saying? I'm picking it. Uh, for whatever reason, Philly's favored on the road. I'll pick the Bucks. I'll take the Bucks in the three points. Okay. Easily. 
Do you think the Eagles win the game and Bucks cover, or do you think Bucks just win it outright? If the Eagles win, it's going to be a close game. And if the Eagles win, it relies on Nick Sirianna doing something that he hasn't done outside of maybe once or twice this year, and that's feed fucking DeAndre Swift the football. Establish right. the fucking run with Swift. Don't establish a run with Kenneth Gainwell. Establish it with Swift. <laughs> that's your best running back by far. Take the pressure off of Jalen Hurts. Let him just do his thing with his bum finger, his bum mm-hmm. receiving core. You know, everybody's banged up. Um, and then the defense. You got to find a way to cover Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You got to find a way to cover Rashad White, to stop Rashad White. Up until, do you remember at the beginning of the year they played each other, and the mm-hmm. Eagles, the Eagles handled, you know, the Bucks earlier yeah. in the season. But Rashad White was the most effective running back against that Eagles defense that was playing lights out early in the season. And I was like, damn man, they kind of exposed a little bit. And everybody since then has just been gashing this fucking defense. (laughs) Like the Bucks figured it out a long time ago. Didn't lead to a win, but they kind of figured out, put the blueprint in place. So Mm -hmm. I think the second time around the Buccaneers get it, to be completely honest. My my thing with that too is Tampa Bay is just as beat up too. Like they've limped into the playoffs barely. I mean, they won nine to nothing that last week against um, you know, the make a wish team of Carolina. I mean, they're they're awful. Uh, nine to nothing. Baker's got you know, like got broken ribs or something. He's banged up real bad. Uh, Mike Evans has not like ever since um, on America's game. Me and Mike said Mike Evans is the hammer. Go buy him for the playoff right. run. He has been dog shit. <laughs> um, yeah, he's been absolutely awful. Um, and I just don't. I don't. I mean, hopefully it, they can get it together there a little bit, but it hasn't been pretty, man. This last month, like Evans hasn't done anything. Godwin had one big game there. Um, I don't know, man. I think I think Eagles. I think Eagles cover and win this game. Um, but it's gonna be you know probably a low scoring game. Maybe it's maybe it's twenty to ten, right? Something like that. Twenty three ten, something like that. I've uh, I've. Gone back into the cocoon of being a normal Eagles fan where we're pessimistic about everything. Right. <laughs> the fucking light the team on fire. We're terrible. Right, right, right. No one cares anymore. Cut. They fooled me for a little bit, but I'm back. I'm back All to right. the pessimistic Eagles fan. We're going to lose. Bad. We'll see. Um, probably not the game I would have chose for Monday night, but we'll see how it goes. That's another thing, too, I don't like is... Obviously, if whoever wins this game, I think they they'll play on Sunday. They'll make them play on Sunday to give them that extra day. But right, um, making team play on Monday night when nobody else is playing, I I don't know. I think it's a stupid uh, stupid thing to do. Have Monday night playoff games. So if we get the uh, we get the Rams and let's say the Eagles win, uh, what's that mean? The Rams are the ones who travel to San Francisco. The- yeah, Rams would go to San Francisco. It would be and Eagles versus Cowboys. Eagles, Cowboys. Yep. Whew. Unless and the it, Packers pull the upset, then I'm I'm pretty sure the Packers would be the ones. Right. Uh, yeah. And then um, in the AFC, if it happens, how we think with Chiefs, uh, Browns, Bills winning, uh, that would be Bills and Chiefs playing, and Browns going to Baltimore. Oh, that would be a hell of a matchup, right? Joe Flacco going to Baltimore in the divisional route. I'm I'm personally kind of hoping that, eh, I'd take it. Yeah, I kind of want. Yeah, because the Browns, if they win, 
and the Bills win, like they're going to either play Baltimore or Buffalo. I just don't want to play Baltimore or Buffalo. But it is what it is. I probably would rather play Baltimore than Buffalo, though, right now. I'd rather see you guys play Baltimore. I think you yeah. have a better chance for Baltimore. Yeah, than we know Buffalo, them. We've honest. played them. We've already beat them right. in Baltimore. Division. Yeah. Division game. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like uh, Lamar has had the greatest playoff track record either. So Yeah, there, there's no shot against the Ravens. But if I'm the Ravens, too, I don't want to see a fucking division opponent I've already played twice. Like, right. So everybody who, who, and then it would be who Buffalo. plays you tough. You talked about the Make-A-Wish game last week. Right. There's a reason, right? If those two teams aren't in the same division, you know, maybe it's a blowout one way or the other, right? But those right. division games always seem to be close. <laughs> and then it'd be Buffalo and Chiefs. Um, if the if Miami wins though, Miami goes to Baltimore, and then the Browns would play the Bills. So I think that's a possibility too, because I could see the Chiefs winning. I could see uh, or the Dolphins winning. I'm sorry. I could I could honestly see a Bills Browns AFC Championship game. I'd probably pick the Bills. So Bills. I want to see a Browns Dolphins. AFC Championship game, so the Browns could have an AFC Championship game at home. There you go. <laughs> and I could give up my life savings just to get one ticket. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's it for the playoff games. Let's talk about the coaching um, firings really quick. So. Thank God. Those were. Yeah. So let's start with Atlanta. Arthur Smith got shit canned. See ya. So I was listening to the Athletic podcast, and they were talking about how Arthur Blank was. Really on the fence about this one. Um, but I think ultimately that week 18 game, you know, didn't really help things. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably going to stick with the GM for now. I mean, it's not like they've drafted bad. They've they've had some good draft picks. They've turned the defense yep. around. They've had some good free agent signings like they talked about on the podcast. Yeah, Jesse Bates was an amazing signing for him. Yep, yep. So it's not like they're doing terrible in that department, the GM at least. Um, I think they just need – a new coach, but I also don't blame Arthur Smith for the quarterback stuff. Like this is what he's been given: Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke. Like, he's also had numerous opportunities to rectify that too, if he wanted to. Sure, they could have easily taken Justin Fields over Kyle Pitts. Could have traded for Trey Lance in the off season. Could have traded for Trey Lance. Yes, could have did that. You know, some of these other quarterback signings. You know, they could have. You know, went out and got. They could have signed. They could have signed Joe Flacco. Could have brought in Derek Carr last year if they wanted to. Yeah, I think Carr kind of made up his decision pretty early, but. Right. Um. So yeah, they're gonna need a new quarterback. If you look at Mariota, Ritter, and uh, Heineke, like those guys are never been like top thirty quarterbacks in the NFL. No, like they've been terrible recently. So. It's definitely the a big quarterback thing. So that is going to be their first thing is obviously with a new head coach, they're going to want to um, get a quarterback. And talking them talking on the um, podcast, like that might be one of the – that's probably the most underrated job because, you know, you have an owner who usually sticks with his coaches like maybe a year too long. Um, they have really good draft picks. They have – Really good cap situation again. The team is on the rise. You have arguably three of the most explosive young assets that is available in the NFL. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson. Like, 
holy shit, you get a quarterback in there, like even just an average quarterback. Like if you've got Jimmy Garoppolo in there, who's the average of average quarterbacks, like I think even he could fucking make things happen mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, me and you talked about it. I, I've, I've mentioned it a bunch of times. Like I thought if they kept Arthur Smith, Tannehill would be a good one there. But I don't think that's happening now with no, uh, no Arthur Smith. And I think it's going to be one of the coaching jobs that I think a lot of people are going to be intrigued by. Because yeah. if you look at, they got a, a young defense that improved, and you have Drake London, B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts. You you look at any of these offensive coaches coming in, Ben Johnson, um, any of these other you know offensive uh, coordinator coaches, even Jim Harbaugh. Like you look at those three, hell yeah, I want those three. Um, you just got to figure out the quarterback spot. They're picking in the top ten again, so they're going to have to figure out, hey, can we move up to get a quarterback? Can we trade for one this off season? Um, Listening to Dane Brugler on the same athletic podcast, he thinks the Bears are trading Justin Fields. Money, make it make it to Atlanta. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So Atlanta, if if that can happen, we've talked about that this off season. Like if the Bears do move on from Justin Fields, you know Atlanta would be a great spot for Justin Fields. Great spot. So yeah. I would love to see that if that were to happen. So that's going to be one of the ones that we're going to have to uh, keep an eye on. If if I'm Atlanta right now, I I look at an offensive head coach. I threw the bag at Ben Johnson. You know, there were reports he wants 15 mil. Here you go. Here's your 15 mil. Yeah, here's seven. Here's 17 mil. Yeah, yeah. Let's make this happen. Yeah. I trade for Justin Fields. I keep the eighth pick. Like you can move it however you want. Um, if you want to draft another weapon, another wide receiver to pair alongside Drake London and Kyle mm-hmm. Pitts, and now you got Bijan, you got an offensive-minded head coach led by Justin Fields, that's probably the route I go. Now, if you want to share it up a little bit, take one of these awesome offensive tackles with that eighth pick, right? I don't think it's the greatest defensive draft, so I'm probably not really focused there, but you could turn this offense around into an electric Shit, dynamite. if they got na- neighbors or a Dunze. With Drake London? Kyle yeah, Pitts, a healthy Kyle Pitts, an offensive-minded guy like Ben Johnson, and a quarterback who can sling it like Justin Fields. That's what I do. And then I probably backfield just as some, some like uh, let's let's call it like insurance uh, for Justin Fields because uh, mm-hmm. you probably only cost you a second, maybe a third. Um, I don't know if it'll actually take a first-round pick, you know, in twenty-five or whatever. But say it doesn't. Uh, like I go sniff around like some of these backup quarterbacks that played really well this year. Like, let's see if I can entice them and give them a pretty good financial mm-hmm. reward to come be a backup. Like, Justin Fields is going to be our guy, and we make that known from day one, but we really want you as insurance. Drew Locke, uh, Sam Howe, could you go get him and let him be the, uh, you know, the number two, <laughs> essentially, where you're like, if something happens to Fields, mm-hmm. we're still okay. We'll see what we got in this guy. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Ben, I mean, I'm sure it's not hard, but Ben Johnson with a mobile quarterback like Justin Fields, if his offense could adapt to that, because obviously he's worked with Goff the last couple of years, who's not a I think that's probably the best part about Fields, like where he fits so much, because he he, he wasn't that, both, yeah. yeah, he wasn't that mobile in college, like that was the big knock against him, where like he doesn't run enough. Right. <laughs> no, he had the weapons, he didn't need to, he just sat back there and picked defenses apart, made big yeah. time throws like a pocket passer, so... Uh, in Chicago, he didn't really have that luxury. It's, you saw this last mm-hmm. year. It's DJ Moore and Cole Komet and fucking nobody else, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next one, Titans. So they just um, canned Mike Vrabel yesterday. That was I a think, surprise. Yeah, it was a little bit of a fired. Right. They um, 
they talked about it on the podcast um, on there, and they talked about uh, the statement from the Titans owner. Basically, in short words, it was like the collaboration of the team, you know, a new offense, new philosophy. Like, that sounds like that's where the whole statement was pointing towards, so I'm guessing that's why Vrabel got canned because his philosophy and, and all that just didn't fit with where they wanted to go, so they made the change. Um, but if you, you know, listening on that podcast, Vrabel is a top five coach according to them and according to some people around the league that they think Vrabel is a top five coach in the NFL. I think there's no doubt in my mind that Vrabel lands another coaching job in this cycle. I would add to that, and I say there's no doubt in my mind that he is the 2024 head coach of the New England Patriots. If they move on from Belichick, that's not confirmed yet. Like yeah. I would think so, but, man, Kraft could just be loyal you know, and just stick with, with Bill another year. But I could see that, too, like if, if you know, Vrabel goes there to New England. Um, like I could see Vrabel going to – Atlanta I think he could really sure up that defense and then you know bring in an offensive mind that can work the only problem is like yeah he had Arthur Smith there for a couple years who who worked wonders but other than that like he hasn't really produced any offense at all so that would be my little bit of concern but if I'm like another spot I could see is Carolina too because they need a culture change like big time and Vrabel is like would change that in a hurry. So I could see Carolina being another good spot for Vrabel. Uh, but I think Carolina really wants Ben Johnson for sure. I, th- I think they really do too. Um, but I would like the Carolina Vrabel connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just hinge on who he brings in to develop Bryce Young in that offense. Right. Yeah. They have an if... immense amount of talent on defense. Now we'll see if mm-hmm. they bring back Brian Burns, but Derek Brown was amazing. Uh, Jeremy Chin is also pretty awesome. It's like they have a lot of talent. J.C. Horn is working his way back from his serious injury that he suffered. So I could uh, I could get behind a variable to uh, Carolina. Mm. Like we'll give a nice sturdy defense. We'll really get this thing fired up on the defensive side. Now we just need somebody to develop slowly mm-hmm. Bryce Young and bring him along. Yeah, and I think the same goes for the Titans too. They got to bring in an offensive-minded coach, yeah. I think, to help out Will Levis. There, they're going to have to find somebody that wants Will Levis and wants to work with Will Levis. Otherwise, right. they're going to be doing this again in two years. Yes. So you might sure. as well get the guy now that wants to buy into Levis and make it work with Levis. But that whole that whole offense needs reworked, man. Derrick Henry's gone. Obviously, they got Levis at quarterback, but Tannehill's gone. DeAndre Hopkins, you might as well just trade him, honestly. This is what uh, makes buying into Tajay Spears at his current price right now scary because you don't know mm-hmm. who's going to like him, right? <laughs> like, we just assume it's the same staff going into next year in our minds and that, okay, he got a lot of run with this last staff, you know, spelling Derrick Henry. Now Henry's moving on. I want all the Tajay Spears I can get. Could be a situation where that's not their fucking dude. They don't care about him. Like they don't like him. He doesn't fit what they want to do as offensive scheme. And you're going to pay top twenty four running back prices for that mm-hmm. right now. That uncertainty. I'm good. Yeah, there's possibility of what you just said could happen. There's also possibility that Tajay Spears is just so fucking good it don't matter. Which I could see as well. But I've, I'm with you in a dynasty format. If somebody's paying top 24 running back prices for Tajay Spears, someone's giving me the 112 for Tajay Spears. Here's your Tajay Spears. Send them. You, you take them. You have them. Yeah. Good luck with you. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, Washington. So they're interviewing um, everybody. I think even me and Mike got invites to to do it. Yeah, it just came yesterday in the mail. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to interview with them later this week. It was an Amazon Prime box. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, yeah, they're interviewing literally everybody. They have some special search party. They got the old Warriors GM. They got Rick Spielman. Um you know, they're bringing probably, uh, what's his, Bill Polian. I'm sure they'll bring him in, too. They'll probably bring in, uh, I don't know, who, whoever. They're going to be going for a big-name coach. So I could see this being a Jim Harbaugh landing spot. I could see this. We've, we talked about Belichick landing spot if he gets canned. I could see Vrabel as well. Uh, I think they're going to go for a big-name coach. Uh, I, I like the, the Jim Harbaugh one, too, right, because D.C. is fairly close to baltimore so he gets to be around his brother and you know all that extended family it's in a different conference in baltimore just like it was when it was san francisco and baltimore so they don't have to play each other every single year i can see a jim harbaugh landing in dc like that being the the one to rectify yeah and he could be looking at brian robinson and chris rodriguez and he'd have a straight up woody yeah here we go yeah slow ass gross running backs this is what i want yeah 60 percent run share every week yeah Um, he he drafts jj mccarthy at (laughs) this topic he might i mean who better to hand off to some brian robinson and chris rodriguez yeah who better than mccarthy nobody Yeah, I mean, uh, that would fit. I mean, we're here in Vegas too for Harbaugh. Like, I think Vegas, I think Mark Davis kind of wants to make that big splash coach, but I think he's got, you know, the players he talks to, the alumni he talks to. I think they're telling him, look, it's it's got to be Pierce. Like the players so. are telling him Pierce. I think it should be Pierce. You think it should be Pierce. Yeah. I think everybody in the world thinks it should be Pierce. If they let Pierce go somehow, there I don't think there's any chance Pierce doesn't get a job too. He'll yeah. he'll find somewhere. He'll yeah. be a head coach. Uh that could be the fallback for the Commanders right there right. too. Another one that I keep hearing about is Anthony Weaver who's um Ravens uh, assistant coach right now, former player was with the Texans with their really good defenses with Clowney and Watt and all those guys. Um, And then he's moved on to Baltimore where he played as well. Uh, I heard he's like a super big players coach. Players love him, love playing for him. Uh, Defensive minded coach. Obviously I've heard he's, he's kind of ready for a head coaching job. So I think that's one of the dark horses to kind of look out for, but you might have to, you might have to wait a little bit to get him. Because, Mike McDonald's uh, going to be another one. Baltimore Ravens, D.C. Yep, Pretty yep, hot he, name out there. Yep. I saw, uh, I think it's uh, Washington. Was Carolina or Washington asked to uh, interview the, the Eagles offense coordinator. Go for it. Yeah, please have them. We'll give you money to take You can them. interview Sirianni, too, if you really want. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> we'll trade them to you just like the, the Saints <laughs> traded Peyton to the Broncos. No problem. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you got that, that one, too. Um, yeah, so I think Ra- Raiders for Pierce, Washington, I could see Harbaugh. Do you think there's any other coaches that we're, we're haven't heard yet that could get canned other than Belichick? Oh, other ones that could get canned. So if I kind of go through it, AFC East, I think is pretty much safe yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, other than Belichick, obviously. Yeah. AFC North, I think all those guys are safe. 
I'm with you. AFC there. South, Jacksonville. Peterson I, could be gone. You think so? Yes. I think they already they already made changes. He fired like the whole defensive staff already. This is just a repeat of what happened in Philly. Every right, time you make exactly Chris Taylor right. a fucking offensive coordinator, it goes to shit. So yeah, yeah, that's what they talked about with the uh, with there. I could see Frank Reich ended up there too. God damn it! <laughs> you know what's happening. Stop it. I, yeah. put, we should put money on it. You know, you know, and then they'll pick up Boston Scott too. He'll be their RB two. So then we'll have to wait and see what the Raiders do, what the Chargers do, who they pick. Yeah, Chargers are another one we didn't talk about. That's another one for Harbaugh. Um, I was listening to the podcast. I forgot about the Chargers. Thank God you brought them up. Um, they talked about how this, this might be one of the worst coaching jobs to take. Ooh. Just because um, if you ever remember uh, the Athletic puts out like all those um, reports of like How's the athletic training staff? How is the training facilities? Gotcha. How is this and that and that? And the Chargers were like F, 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 F on everything. Like the way they do things there is like very cheap. And the Chargers owners actually don't spend any fucking money either. Usually. Gotcha. Um, unless it's like on their own players. Obviously they spent on Herbert and Bosa. They brought in Khalil Mack. But like they're universally they're pretty cheap with players and their training staff and training facilities and all that stuff for players. Um, they're also $40 million over the cap going in next year. The good news for them, though, is they, unlike some of these teams where we were looking at when we were doing our crystal ball prediction, at least for them, they have a lot of cuts they can make to make a lot of cap savings, right? Like Mike right. Williams, see ya, there's 20 mil. Right? Yeah. Uh, so that's Cle- what they talked Cleo about. Mac, really appreciate your service, but we're going into a rebuild. You know, right. there's 23, 24 million that they save against the cap by letting him go to. Right. So that's what they talked about, that maybe this first year is going to suck and they just take all their cap cap hits just from all these cuts. Just do it now for one year and you just suck for one season. And then 2025, you have all this cap space. You still have an elite quarterback. You still have a pretty solid offensive line um, and you rebuild from there. But yeah, these next couple years, you just kind of rebuild from there. So I don't think that's going to be as hot of a job as people think, but you know, maybe it could be a hardball landing spot because they've they've been pretty hot on Jim Harbaugh, um, that I've heard, and yeah. we'll we'll see how that one ends up. Like, I think somebody's gonna want it just because hey, I got Justin Herbert. Like, yeah. Who would who wouldn't want Justin Herbert? But that team needs a lot of work because if you're gonna be cutting some guys, you're gonna be cutting Mike Williams. You're gonna be cutting Keenan Allen. Joey um, Bosa, Khalil Mack. Yeah, like you're gonna cut Quentin Johnston already. Just get rid of him now. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to really rework because Eckler's gone. Like right. all their offensive weapons are gone. Like, uh, if I'm in dynasty this season, I might want to think about moving Justin Herbert because <laughs> it might be bad. Could be very bad. Um, yeah. uh, the bears, I think they announced today or yesterday. Eberflus uh, is staying. He, he's yeah. coming back. They did fire Getsy. Thank, Thank God. God. Yeah. So he's gone. So, um, no matter yeah. what, if it's Fields or if it's a new quarterback, we don't have yeah. to put up with fucking Getsy. Yeah, Packers, Lions, Vikings should be safe. Shave. Falcons, South. we already talked about. Panthers. Yeah. Panther, what are the Panthers going to do? They, I think they kind of get the scraps. We'll ask uh, the run to the litter, right? Yeah, like I, unless they overpay somebody a lot. like They need a culture change, too. So the two names that come to mind for that are Vrabel and Harbaugh. So. Yeah. 
I think maybe one of those two, but they're going to have to pay $15, $20 million a year for one of those guys. They also kind of feel like they're in a position like Miami was a couple mm-hmm. years ago before McDaniel, where like mm-hmm. you had a lot of turmoil, the culture wasn't good, the team wasn't good, like you right. know, the owner's a, a dickhead, like a pain in the ass to work with. Right. Maybe they dig down deep into their bag, right? Like McDaniel was a was an interesting hire that kind of came out of nowhere, right? <laughs> Where people are like, oh shit, look at this guy, and uh, a character. I mean, they got to do their deep research, and maybe we get something like that. But they desperately mm-hmm. need it. Panthers, uh, we Saints are fine, Bucks are fine, Cardinals are fine, Rams are fine, Forty ers are fine. The last team I'll have on there is I don't know what's going to happen with Pete Carroll. I don't think he's getting fired, but there's been rumors that he just may walk away. Hang it up. Yeah, I could see that. I think if, if he would have, probably would have announced that by now. But maybe he needs a week to think about it. I don't know. He might. And it, we see him run up and down the sideline. The, the fucking guy takes care of himself. He looks amazing. But he is the oldest head coach in the entire league. we got to yeah. remind ourselves of that. Like, right. Bill Belichick looks like the oldest, but Pete Carroll is actually the oldest fucking coach. Yeah, he's in his 70s, like 74 or something like that. Yeah, he's old. So yeah. maybe he just decides he's done and uh, walks away. He could, but he's got a good young team there. I mean, they just missed some pieces this year. They got to get rid of like Jamal Adams and some right. of these other knuckleheads on their team. But that that was the only one off the the top of my head for like surprises that could right. still happen. Right. Yeah. So there's. Do you think there's any of the playoff coaches who get get let go if they lose? I think they're all pretty safe. Um, Sirianni could be the most surprising right in Philly, which. Maybe I think if Dallas loses to Green Bay, McCarthy could get shit canned. Mm. I, man, I would normally agree with you, but I think he built up a lot of goodwill from the changes he made to the offense, and mm. like yeah, I think Jerry'd still want to run it back. Jerry usually sticks with coaches for far too long. Like Garrett I could see stuck with him forever. Right, I could see him if they lost, they shit can McCarthy and. And he doesn't want to lose Dan Quinn and gives Dan Quinn the job. I can see that. Yeah. So I think that one is a little interesting. Um, Just kind of looking at some of the other coaches that could, if they lost, would they get canned? Um, If the Bills lost, I don't think they're going to lose. But I could see that one maybe. But I don't think they're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I think Todd Bowles is safe even if he loses. Uh, yeah, I think the rest of those guys are pretty safe. But, yeah, I would say those would be the, the two surprising ones. You say Sirianni. I don't think they would can Sirianni this quickly. Um, he's had two pretty good seasons, you know. Yeah, things have fallen apart here at the end. I think his uh, his stick is uh, running yeah, thin, though. Yeah, it could though. be. Yeah, I mean, he's got to find a better offensive coordinator, I think. And and Lurie's not one to fuck around. Neither is Howie, right? Like, they've been down this road before. Right. Uh, you know, I didn't think Peterson was going to get let go as soon as he did. Coming off the first Super Bowl win in Eagles history and being a fucking legend, they let his ass walk. Like, all right, we're good. We're done. And it wasn't a horrible season. It was like, just wasn't as good as it should have been. Um, all right. So they let well, him that was go. The, was that the Wentz injury season? Or no, that was two years after. It was after. I think Nick it was Foles that was Wentz got. Gone. Yeah, I think Wentz got hurt, and then he was, played. Uh, uh, it was Hurts' rookie season where he played the. Uh, he got benched. Yeah. Okay. 
And they played Hurts the last five games. Five games, right. Okay, that's right. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there's some interesting coaching. Um, we'll see what happens there and with some of those situations. I'm curious to see what happens. There's definitely some good candidates out there, too. So, like I said, I think there's, what, five or six openings? Yeah. Um, let me so we had final the, count here. Yeah. Uh, nothing in uh, – you might have one in the AFC Patriots, so that's a maybe. Okay. Um, for sure openings, though, uh, Titans now. Mm-hmm. One, Raiders are open as of now. Yep. Two, uh, Chargers. Chargers. Are, Chargers are open as of now. Commanders. Commanders. Uh, Falcons. Panthers. Falcons, Panthers. Panthers so we got so we got six right now, possibly seven with the Patriots. Right. Um, so let's let's say you pick your. It doesn't have to be to each situation, but pick the six guys you think are going to get hired. Because I think, I think Vrabel for me, Ben Johnson, Vrabel, Ben Johnson, Antonio Pierce is getting hired somewhere. Yep, that was the top three. Harbaugh, I think is, I think he's going to go. So that's four for me. Okay, uh, my fourth, I think my fourth would be Mike McDonald. Okay, I'm gonna go Anthony Weaver. I think he's okay. he'd be my five, and my sixth. I know a lot of people really like Aaron Glenn from the Lions too. Man, I don't know if he'll get it this round though. I wonder. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my five. Bobby Slowick, Texans OC. Okay, I could see that one. That's another hot one. And I'm gonna say. Six. I'm, I'll go with Jim Harbaugh. I go with Jim okay. Harbaugh. I probably feel the best about him versus you know like a B enemy type. Uh, right. You know, like one of these other guys, one of these other coordinators so, that we've heard about for a while. Right. So we'll go Vrabel, Harbaugh, Ben Johnson, um, Antonio Pierce. Those are our four locks. If Belichick gets can, he's a lock, lock. So that would be five. But then we need uh, seven total. Yeah. So then I would put, like I said, I put. Um, Anthony Weaver in there. You had Mike McDonald, and then that seventh one could be could be anybody, man. Ooh, forgot too. Like Dan Quinn is gonna be in that. Yeah, mix Dan too. Quinn. Yep, he's gonna be in there too. Um, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one, man, for sure. I love it. I love though, like coach. Not that you want to see people lose it. Well, some some coaches I want to see lose their jobs. Right, they're right. gonna pay my ass all season, but. Uh, just on the human level, like you hate to see people get fired, but I love talking about it, right? Like right. the possibilities of what it's going to look like when so-and-so goes here and then they don't go there. And then there's always a coach that you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. <laughs> another one I forgot to mention that's going to be a hot one is Steve Wilkes. Um, he's going to be another one that's going to get another opportunity. Second go-round. I thought the first time he he got the job, like they pulled the trigger on firing his ass way too soon. Yeah, it was one season. It was uh it was a Josh Rosen season. Like what are we doing? Right? They yeah. they just had to get Kingsbury, didn't they? <laughs> well, yeah, they're like, Oh, he's gonna pair up with, with Kyler so well and then he's already out of there too. It's dumb. Yeah. So that's interesting. All right. For our final segments, hopefully it won't take too long, but FFPC playoff challenge. I got. I bought one. I'm gonna have you help me out with it live on air here. All right. So, so what it is? It's not like uh, you know, Underdog and DraftKings are doing the best ball tournaments where you actually do like a draft and all that. So you could have multiple players on multiple teams. This one's different as where it's 
Um, starting lineup is quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, four flexes, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense. So that's 12 spots of the 14 teams. So there's, um, you got to pick one player from each team, and obviously you're going to have two teams that you don't pick from. So obviously those teams are going to be, you know, teams that you definitely think are going to lose or whatnot. They're going to get bounced early. Yeah. Right. So that's Pittsburgh for me for sure. And the other one is up in the air. I'm going to clear my uh, initial roster that I have. Uh, the other one I'd go with is the Eagles. Eagles. Okay. Interesting. I had the well, I had an Eagles player in. Their so. offensive weapons are banged up anyways. Like it's just kind of I had Jake do. Elliott in as my kicker. That was like my last pick. Oh. Well, it's a kicker. Right. So on this one, like I said, you can only pick one from each team. So you also got to think, too, this is a big tournament with 15,000 people or whatever is in it. Um, so you want to be different than the field, too. So, like, chalk quarterbacks. Josh Allen is going to be a chalk quarterback. Um, Lamar Jackson's probably going to be a chalk quarterback. I think Dak Prescott is going to be a chalk quarterback because um, he's playing this weekend. Um, right. you know, some people might still go Mahomes. I don't think a lot of people have Jalen Hurts um and stuff like that. The quarterback that I've actually been thinking of doing in this um situation is Brock Purdy. That'd be fair. Yeah. Because I don't him. think a lot of people are gonna have him. And I think there's a good shot they make to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So that's kind of where I was leaning was Brock Purdy at quarterback. Uh, I think a lot of people are are going to have Josh Allen though because he's going to obviously play this week. You get all the weeks, and he has a pretty good shot of making the Super Bowl. Right. Too. So would you go? Would you go with Josh Allen over Brock Purdy in this situation? I think Allen would be my one. Um, and just take the chalk. Yeah, that okay. would be especially at the quarterback position, and then I get a little bit riskier at the other positions. Josh Allen would probably be my one. Dak would be my two. Um, I could get behind. I could get behind Purdy as three. And then if I didn't want to be Chalk, I'm telling you, Eric, I think Joe Flacco's got a realistic shot. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I could see championship it. at least. See, I had Buffalo um, initially as my defense. I don't really, other than Josh Allen, I don't know of another Bills player I really want because Diggs has been ass. Kincaid is up and down. James Cook is eh. You know, like, yeah, I could have James Cook and then Fournette's the one who gets the touchdown. True. So I think it's Josh Allen or their defense or or the kicker. I think that's pretty much what you're going with, with Buffalo. Yeah, I don't really want to play digs. Right. So, all right, well, on this one, I'm going to go with Josh Allen at quarterback since we're talking about it. Okay. Um. So now we got to, you know, kind of consider, like, some of these teams, like, their one player um, that you yeah. want. So, you got a little strategy, too, because you – you just got to take one off of every team. Right. I think the one lock for me on receiver right now would be CD Lamb. 100%. For Dallas. So I'm going to put CD Lamb in there. Best I think, one, yeah. So another thing, too, you got to think of is since you have 12 players, some of these guys are going to get eliminated week one. It's just how it is. The numbers right. don't, you know, you're not going to advance all these guys. So you got to got to think like, okay, if the Lions lose – who do I want from their one week of production? Mm-hmm. So it'd probably be like, I think Amon Ra because Laporte is going to be not playing. Right. Dow- um, the Rams uh, are pretty decent against the run. I think it's, I think Amon Ra would be my Detroit player. I think Amon Ra or Gibbs would be. I mean, yeah, we, I mean, Gibbs could be a guy too. I think a lot of people are going to have Amon Ra. Oh shit. 
breaking on the news. Pete Carroll out as head coach. Hey, sometimes, man. Sometimes I know what the fuck I'm talking about every now and then. There you go. Breaking news. <laughs> wow, that's that's a little shocking to me, but... Dude, usually, Eric, when you and I get together and I make some fucking prediction <clears throat> on the Start Sit Show and you hit me with the breaking news, I look like an asshole. <laughs> Finally. Finally, I look good. God, thank God. Yeah, a shocker. This is from Schefter. Shocker in Seattle. Pete Carroll is expected to be out as Seahawks head coach. He still could remain in the organization, but not as the head coach. I just figured with the age and stuff, and they'd been talking about it kind of all season, that he was going to take a step back at some point. That is, uh, that's going to be a really good job available. That's Uh, one. You know who's going to get that job? He's coming home, baby. Dan Quinn, back to where it all started. I could see that. That that could definitely. Um, I'm coming home. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. That's that's a good one. Yeah, that's All how right. he got his rise to fame, right? With Legion of Boom. Absolutely, that's a good one. I could see. Um, I could see like a Vrabel there too, but yeah, I think Dan Quinn makes the most sense. That's that's probably a good bet. Oh man, Dan Quinn with Reek Woolen. You know, the what should be the defensive rookie of the year, mm-hmm. <laughs> too. Oh, oh, Devon. Bobby Wagner was with them, so yeah. Um, Let's go. I had a hard time picking running backs in this, so I'm with. Uh, let's try it. We'll go with Jameer Gibbs on this one. I put Gibbs in, yeah, okay. for at least one week. All right, and instead of Amon Ra, if, if he makes it two weeks, holy shit. Yeah, instead of Amon Ra, because I think Amon Ra could be chalk. Yeah. Um, another one that I think I really want is Puka, because they could play two rounds, and he's gonna obviously be a big part of their offense. And I could see him having a massive game against Detroit. Yeah, your other wide receiver. Let's go Puka. I like that. Yeah, too. and plus we have four flexes, and I usually fill those with flex, uh, wide receivers, anyways. So I'm good with that. Um, so since I didn't use Purdy, I think. You just throw Christian McCaffrey in as your other running back, and I don't even worry about it. Let's go there. Yep. Okay. So Christian McCaffrey in at running back. Uh, so we have four flexes, our tight end, kicker, defense. Four flexes, so, look, tight end, and kicker, defense. Yeah, so I'm going to start with the with the tight end. Let's get this one out of the way. I think it's Kelsey, just because they don't have anybody else. We've, we don't have Laporta. Uh, is Mark Andrews even coming back? I don't even know. Um. You have Njoku, and Joku could be a, a very interesting one. We can't do Kittle because we have McCaffrey. I think uh, I would go. I would go in Joku because you're gonna take a Browns player, and that's probably. I the think best I want. I think I I'd go Cooper over Njoku. Ooh. Okay. That's kind of where I was leaning, but I could see. I just don't know what other chief I would take. Like. I think I just go Kelsey because I think he is like their whole offense still. I, I think I'd take Bryce at wide receiver if I didn't want to be chopped. But that's my that's what we talked about earlier. I think Jalen Ramsey locks his ass up, and I don't think he has a good game. True. So that's but, why I'm leaning Kelsey. But that's only round one. We both think the Chiefs are moving on, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's still it's. I mean, Kelsey's going to be a big part of their offense. You know, they're gotcha. going to get him the ball. So I think I go Kelsey at tight okay. end. Okay. Um. All right. So Those we can look at some. Yeah, Those we can look at some. Now we're four flexes, kicker defense. Yeah. Um. Miami guy. Do you just take Tyreek and put him as a flex? If you wanted to be chalk, yeah, go for it. Yeah. If you don't, uh, HN wouldn't be a bad choice either. 
Yeah, I could see that. I still think it's gonna be. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. A lot of people are gonna have Tyreek. I just. If you wanted to be a little bit different, AJ could be. Yeah, that one, I think I'd go Tyreek still. Um, I like Cooper, so if we're not gonna go in Joku, we could go Cooper. Cooper. Um, this also is one point five tight end premium, so we could go two tight ends and go and Joku and Kelsey. I probably still want just a wide receiver. Like you receiver. Probably got so I think I'd go Cooper. Yeah, yeah, so I'll go Cooper. Okay. So we have four flexes or uh, two flexes, a kicker, and a defense left. Um, Another so we flex. have Tampa Bay. We have a Houston. Uh, we Green have, Bay. We still have an Eagles, like a... a Green Bay. One of my flexes for Green Bay was Jaden Reed. That's what I was going to say, too. Jaden Reed okay. feels like. And we have one. a Baltimore, too. I was thinking Zay Flowers. Could be possible, or we could go with a kicker or defense for Baltimore, too. Let's go with the Baltimore defense. Baltimore defense, okay. You um, think they're going to go pretty deep, and that defense is pretty good. Right, but I could also see Tucker being a big part, I could, too. I could go with a kicker, too. And I could let's, go Zay. I like, I like the kicker and Tucker. Okay, let's do that. We'll go kicker as our Tucker. So we have one flex and one defense. Um, so our defense, we'll just lock that up. So we have Houston, Pittsburgh, Tampa and Philly are our only choices. Philly, I guess. Yeah, and hope they go a couple and rounds. Hope they have a couple rounds in them. Okay. And then our last flex. Because if you're going to want something to get eliminated, right? Like you got to pick it. You know you're going to lose stuff. I'd rather lose like kickers and defenses than right skill players. So then our last one for receivers is Mike Evans, uh, Nico Collins, George Pickens, Godwin. Deontay. I don't want to pick a Pittsburgh guy. No, they're going home. I don't really want to go with Nico because I think he could get locked up and not have a great game. I do like Mike Evans against that shitty secondary. Could be. I could see him having a big game. I think it's kind of on this team I would lean Mike Evans. What if Mike we, Evans uh, or Godwin. So back to the Baltimore thing. What if we mm-hmm. swapped that around? We took out Tucker as the kicker. Put Zay flowers. flowers in the flex and then oh. just take one of these shitty teams that's going to get nuked or has a good possibility of getting nuked and make sure your kickers and defenses are the shitty ones. Yeah, I like Fairbairn. Fairbairn's been pretty good as a kicker, so that I would probably take him. Yeah, you can go money there. Okay, so then our team would look like Josh Allen, McCaffrey, Gibbs, Puka, CeeDee Lamb, Zay Flowers, Jaden Reed, Amari Cooper, Tyree Kill, Kelsey, Fairbairn, Philly D. I get behind that. So the one that not, I not too chalky, like you got a lot of chalk that you're going to match up with against other people, well, but you have a few like. I, I don't think, think too many people Allen, are going to have Zay Flowers, you know, because a lot of people are going to take Lamar or the Tucker thing, or the defense is going to stand out to them. Right. So this is what I had initially. I went with Brock Purdy. Okay. Running backs were Rashad White and Gus Edwards. Wide okay. receivers was C.D. Lamb and Amon Ra. Flexes were Amari Cooper, Tyreek Hill, Puka Nakua, Jaden Reed, Kelsey at tight end, Elliott kicker, Buffalo D. That one's not too bad either. No, it's actually the same flexes and receivers that me and you currently have now. We just switched up the quarterbacks, running backs. Right. But I kind of like our Josh Allen, McCaffrey, Gibbs is a hell of a lot better than Purdy Edwards. And uh, you, Rashad you got a, White. You got a quarterback that can literally play every week. Right. 
and is a hammer quarterback when he plays anyways. Right, but I could also see Brock Purdy having a monster fucking playoffs again. And the only downside to him is, uh, you know, the week one bye, right? No points for that. Right, but I also think he could have... He, he would definitely not be chalk, and he could have a big postseason. Yeah. So I, that's that's the one I'm debating is do I go because I think this one this one could be kind of chalky the one that we me and you just picked. So if you were going to do it, could you swap out uh, Allen for Purdy, and then you'd have to swap out McCaffrey for Cook. I mean, you could yeah, I could do that, but I don't I don't necessarily want James Cook. But I also don't want to lose Rashad White in round one, too, if they lose. So I get it. Right. But I might lose Gibbs in round one, too, from Detroit. True. So it's it's uh, very interesting. I think, uh, like you said, a lot of people are going to have Josh Allen. I think a lot of people are going to have Dak. I think a lot of people have Lamar. I think I don't think a lot of people are going to have Purdy. So that's kind of where I'm leaning because we've seen him put up some fucking monster games, man. He could... Mm-hmm. And his lineup uh, week one, or playoff game week one, he could be playing, what, the Rams and... Um, or the Eagles, right? Yeah, I mean, he could have easy games there. I mean, and then the NFC Championship game is what it is. Right. So that's kind of why I'm leaning Purdy, because I think that's going to be different. Let's go Purdy. Let's be different. Okay. And uh, so if I full, do that, full-on redemption. So I got to go Brock Purdy. So in that case, then, I would take out Philly D, and I think I'd play Buffalo D. Put the Buffalo D in there, yeah. Because I think they could smash Pittsburgh and then you know, still be a really good defense on whoever else they play. And then that would lead me to my running back. Do I just stick in Rashad White again? Um, like you said, he tore up the Eagles last time. Could I go DeAndre Swift? Or do I switch out somebody else? Do I, like you talked about, do I take out, let's say if we take out Tyreek and we went a chain, that would leave me with a flex spot. I could put up A.J. Brown. I could put up Mike Evans, uh, Godwin, any of the... the, the uh, what if you went with the strategy guys? at kicker and defense, uh, one each from the Eagles, Bucks? And take out Fairbairn? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know you're going to lose one in round one for sure. But it's, mm-hmm. you're just guaranteed to lose a kicker or defense. But you have the opportunity to run in everything else through, you know, for a week. I got gotcha. you. Um, I could do something like that, yeah. Um, so, okay, let's say if I did that. If I take out, if I put Jake Elliott in as my kicker, in defense we take Tampa Bay. Then that gives me for a flex spot... We could go Stephon Diggs. Yeah. And have Diggs for the rest of the way. Yeah. That's not bad. So I'd have Purdy, Achain, Gibbs, Puka, C.D. Lamb, Zay Flowers, Jaden Reed, Amari Cooper, Stephon Diggs, Kelsey, Elliott, Tampa Bay D. That's not bad. I like that. I like that idea of being able to sneak through a possible extra flex or running back or wide receiver skill guy and just kind of locking up the fact you're going to lose a kicker or a defense, right? Where you don't spread it out where mm-hmm. you might lose a kicker or defense anyways, but you also have a, another shot at losing a, a flex or a skill position. Right, and on all these other ones, other than 
maybe a chain. We have the number one option on those teams. We have Kelsey for the Chiefs, Diggs for the Baltimore, Cooper for the Browns, Jaden Reed for the Packers, Zay Flowers for Baltimore, Lamb for Dallas, Nakua for the Rams, Gibbs, yeah, you could debate between Amon Ra, Gibbs, Montgomery, and then Chain, same thing, a Chain or, or Tyreek, but pretty much got the number one options everywhere. Right. I like that. Yeah, this is definitely different. Um, I think I might roll with this one. Hopefully a chain can get it going there and be the man. I, th- I think against Kansas City, I think that would make the most sense. So the only other thing I would say <clears throat> is just looking at it from a – like you said, you can't – there would be two teams where you won't have anybody from. Mm-hmm. Everybody else you can only have one from. Yeah, so I don't have anybody from the Texans or Steelers. Yeah, and I'd probably go with that. Like, you you want to do two teams that you almost are conceding are automatic losses. Steelers, easily. Pass. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not saying Houston's an automatic loss, either. So the other one, would you do, would you not roll any Dolphins players? And maybe take a shot on a Texans player? It would be Singletary then instead, but do you really want Singletary against the Browns? I think you got to have a Dolphins because their offense is just way too fucking good. Yeah, I, I get behind that. I was just thinking there, you mm-hmm. know, your your guaranteed losses are kind of going to be the ones you want, right. and then you just the rest. But of the I agree with you. I think shots. I think a shit ton of people are going to have Tyreek, and they. I mean, it's the Chiefs. They know how to shut down Tyreek. They've practiced against him for years. Yeah. So maybe you go that you go with that narrative, like you said, and then focus on a chain as your guy. So I, I like that because my running backs were weak. I was just going to roll with Gus at running back because they really didn't have anybody else, and Gus could walk into fucking four or five touchdowns. Good, yeah. Um, I like the a chain though. You know, if they pull the like, offside off, he could fucking smash. And you like flowers over um, flowers over Gus Edwards? Yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely take flowers over Gus. Okay. Yeah, I I I like this one because I think this one could uh, this one could roll pretty deep. Like, there's also some ones where it could change, like Cooper and Njoku. That could be the difference between. Right. I think I'm gonna lean Cooper, but I could see Njoku having a monster game too. Like, Cooper had the 11 for 265 and two against Houston. <laughs> right, and then the next week when he's out, David Njoku was like. Right. On track to break every record that he just right. set the week before, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Right. <laughs> Jaden Reed's been fucking phenomenal. I think he's easily the Packers guy to pick. Big shout out to Cody Carpenter for calling that one way back yeah. when. So we are going to lose a flex there between Lamb and Reed. We're going to lose one of them. Hopefully, uh, for you, it's Reed. Right. That one. Um... Yeah, that's a, that's interesting too. Like, do you? You're gonna lose something between the Rams and Detroit game, right? Yeah, so I'm gonna lose a Gibbs or a Nakua. That's interesting. I'm gonna lose a Kelsey or an A chain. So you really need your you really need your San Francisco and Baltimore guys to step it up. So what if it's uh, what if it's a scenario too when you're doing it? You're you're just going through each matchup and you're trying to minimize the shit that you're going to lose. 
Right. You know what I mean? That's I like your idea of losing the kicker or the defense. But like you said, some of these games, like Lions and Rams, I don't know who's going to win or lose. Like it, right. it literally could be either of them. Dallas and Green Bay, it literally could be either one. Um, so it's maximum upside or maximum. Right. So you, and you have to pick your two that you got, are going to lose. I think definitely I know on Pittsburgh. some of these, and I know you didn't mention, it, but on some of these two, like as they go in round, like the points multiply. Does that do that here? Um, you know, like I don't divisional think... games are worth two times the points. You know. Yeah. Let me look and see if there's. I just uh, ones in the past. I know I've been like that. Maybe they're like free contests, so I have no idea how that. Right. Has yeah. It. Let me look at. Uh, see if there's. There's no like rules section. Just free for all. Fuck it. We do whatever we want here at FFPC. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, team settings. No leaderboard stats. Prizes. Yeah, it's not on here. Uh, playoff challenge. Let's see if there's. Yeah, if you guys also want to get in on these FFPCs, their two hundred dollar um, has four thousand one hundred sixty five teams left, and their thirty five dollar uh, playoff challenge has eight thousand two sixty two left. Oh, so shit. I might even join another thirty five to be honest. Love it, man. <clears throat> well, we can also uh, looks like. Oh, uh, here's the here's the rules. Okay. I say you ride out what you got. I like it. We talked through it quite a bit. I'll be rooting for you too. You're gonna need that to pay for that uh, AFC Championship ticket. And then the Super Bowl points will count as double towards the points. So you, okay, you definitely want to have the um, Super so Bowl guys scoring big. So like Purdy. Yeah, your Ravens 49ers players. Ravens 49ers, your Bills. Bills 49ers. Yeah, somebody like that. Your God help me if it happens, but your Cowboys. <laughs> right. I mean, so, like, if if we think it's going to be 49ers, Ravens, which it could be, I have Purdy and Flowers in the final. That wouldn't be bad. Oh, man. So it's very interesting, man. Very interesting how you play it. Um, I might even tinker with this a little bit more, or I might do a second challenge and have two of these. There you go. There you so. go. Well... I got a little bit of strategy I need your help with. Sure, we're on um, I'm doing a best ball. It happens to be a 14-team best ball dynasty startup. Okay. So uh, super flex, all that jazz. Quarterbacks on the warp scale by far and away, even though it was a bad year for quarterbacks. Leading the pack, you know how 14 mm -hmm. teams are. Um, I have the third choice in Derby. Okay. So you're going to assume one and two are gone. Right. Would you go three or would you go 14 in a third round reversal best ball? Three or 14. Um, and this is, it's not um, a dispersal or anything, right? It's nope. Brand new startup. Brand new startup. Yeah, I think I would go three and make sure I get my stud quarterback. Get one of them? Yeah. I always want stud quarterback, so that's that's where I lean easy. Right. So you got what? Allen, Hurts, Mahomes, CJ Stroud's in that conversation for sure. Yeah, um I actually recently just did um my quarterback rankings on the uh Dude, let's do this. Let's on the these. South South Harmon rankings here. I'll pull it up here real quick. Um yes, if you did go on there, I do go eighty three deep at quarterback. You fucking savage. <laughs> so I have a Josh Allen, 
Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, C.J. Stroud is my top six. Okay, how big of the tear break is it for you between like your third Patrick Mahomes and the next one Lamar Jackson? Not very far. Like I could, I could honestly like if you wanted to take Lamar over Mahomes because of the rushing, I wouldn't hate it. Now let me ask you then, how big is it from Mahomes to a guy like we talked bad where Herbert might be a little bit scary, but let's say Anthony Richardson for you. How big of a fall off is that? Um, it would. It's definitely a tear break for sure. Uh, in between that, I would say like I would probably need Richardson and a first on top of that to get Mahomes. Okay. What about Stroud? What would you add to Stroud? Oh, um, maybe like two seconds. Maybe right. Yeah. Like in a, in a best ball league too, would you even be comfortable adding two seconds? Right, yeah, that's tough. Yep. Like maybe now a is, is this is this point per carry at all? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay, because no. I was gonna say if it's point per carry, no. I might move Lamar over Mahomes. Gotcha. So here's what I'm thinking from a strategy aspect. Like you, three or fourteen is kind of where I was. But if I'm gonna pick at the front because you want to lock up quarterbacks, how deep does that quarterback go where you feel pretty comfortable? Where it's like this isn't too far off, and I let everybody else make the decision in front of me. And there may be somebody who jumps up and takes a, you know, a CMC, a Bijan, a Justin Jefferson, a Jamar Chase type. Uh, right. So if I were, if I were you, I think Allen and Hertz will probably go one two. Correct. So you're missing out on those two. People still value Patrick Mahomes as like the super god. Mm-hmm. So I think when you're on the clock at the third pick, people are gonna be like, oh, I gotta get Mahomes, gotta get him, gotta get him. Where in reality, if you got Lamar, Burrow, or Stroud, I don't think it's that far off. So if you could take your pick three and make sure you move back with, with the four, five, or six team mm-hmm. and get a little, you know, some, something, Plus. something on it, yep. I think I'd be comfortable doing that. Okay. Get you. And, and get, get you, you get on. you, yeah, you get some extra assets and you still get Lamar, Burrow, or Stroud. Because the other part of the strategy is do you take like pick five or pick six? Then not only is your second round pick earlier, but your third round pick being third round reversal is a little bit earlier, a little bit better. True. And you still walk away with a pretty damn good quarterback with that first pick. Right. Um, so let's say say you pick 14th, right? Now mm-hmm. I know 14 quarterbacks probably aren't going to go. But let's say, let's say, you know, Bijan and Justin Jefferson go. In those picks. So, you know, we'll go to 12. Yeah. Allen, Hurts, Mahomes, Lamar, Burrow, Stroud's my top six. Richardson, Herbert, Tua, Brock Purdy, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. That's my top 12. And then Fields is 13 if you want to throw Fields in there. Um, I know you might have Jordan Love a little higher, Trevor Lawrence, whatever. Right. Um, do you feel comfortable starting your team with, say, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Justin Fields? Or you can get two of those guys even. In a 14-team league, I'd feel good about Dak Prescott. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how you want to start. Honestly, I think, I mean, that's that's also good, too, because then you get the third-round reversal, too. I think at 14, though, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to probably take two quarterbacks. And that's the thing. If I pick 14, I don't want to take two quarterbacks because it okay. feels like you're chasing everybody else. Well, yeah, and then 
honestly, with your third pick, since it says third round reversal, you could still get Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Stafford. Now, being that it is a fresh startup, the only benefit is I don't know where people are going to take these rookie picks. So there's That's a possibility true, yeah. that you walk away with the 101 and the 103 or the 102 and the 103. You know what I mean? That's like, true, too, yeah. You double tap it at 14, 15, <laughs> and you're like, all right, I'm taking Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams, and I'm going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. with my other one. Mm-hmm. Another one you could start. do at 14 is take Dak and C.D. Lamb. Ooh, get the, the stack. double stack. Yes. Double I think that's a very good possibility you could get, too, Lamb and Dak. And uh, CD's one of the top warp options in this league. Exactly. Number six. Even in I think you, I think you've got fun. options. You've got options for sure. Um, if you want to lock up that uh, stud receiver too, man, I think you could definitely get it. Like even if you, um, you know, if you didn't, if Lamb went or something, you could still go Jamar Chase and Dak. I don't hate that. Gotcha. Yep. I think it's uh it's an interesting one. Just to talk about mm-hmm. 14 team leagues bring so much more to like, fuck, you need quarterbacks in the worst. Yes. Way. Yeah. And uh, uh, Adam and I were talking about it on the uh, 4D when we did it live and it'll come out on Friday. So you guys can listen to that one. But um, we were talking about uh, just think about like all the warp graphs and stuff and how much emphasis we put on quarterbacks and how bad of a year it was for quarterbacks in general. Mm-hmm. Like, almost every league suffered, right? Allen, Hurts were good, but even, like, their peaks weren't as good as they have been in the past. Um, Mahomes struggled. Burrow injured. Herbert injured. Trevor Lawrence was booty cheeks, right? <laughs> like, the quarterback position was kind of gross. Mm-hmm. So if you go and you look at a warp graph and the quarterbacks are already head and shoulders above everybody else, what do you think fucking happens if we return to the glory days of quarterback scoring 25 fantasy points per game and just right. dominating? Like, holy shit. <laughs> right. So That's there true. is kind of that appeal. Like, still picking three, kind of like we're talking about, is like just you just take one of the hammers and you hope you get back to the glory days of those guys just absolutely wrecking your league, even in a best ball, or it's like good luck every single week. Right. True. Because we didn't have very many big quarterback performances, right? Like, you remember, like, some of those league-breaking ones that we had from, like, Lamar Jackson where he's putting up 60 or 70 fantasy points. Oh, yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, there's not many that can do it. So, yeah, I'm. it's a tough choice between what you want to do there. I just thought um, it was an interesting one to talk about. but Yeah, no, for sure. It's a good one. For sure. Uh, do America's favorite game and then get the hell out of here? Hell yeah, buddy. Uh, <clears throat> Trying to think of a good one. I might have done this one with Scott a long time ago, but I don't think I did it with you. Let's go favorite playoff NFL playoff memory. Ooh, favorite playoff memory. Um, Vikings, Eagles, NFC Championship game, 2017. That's an easy one for me. Okay. Mine was, this is when I was a big Eagles That's fan. That's actually playoffs. Like, my favorite memory was, you know, watching, right. watching uh, Brandon Graham strip. Tom Brady and Derek Barnett recovering right. the football. I mean, it could Super be a Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go with the regular playoffs. That's fine. But I, I think... love that. Uh, I love that Vikings Eagles NFC Championship game because I was kind of worried about it. But we uh, wasn't you, even close. <laughs> well, we you came into it, and we, if you guys uh, remember the game, anyways, the Eagles drove right down the field, scored a touchdown. Uh, Case Keenum and the Vikings came right back, and I believe it was Kyle Rudolph who scored their touchdown. They drove right down the field on us, and I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Like, back and yeah. forth, I am going to shit my pants. Um, I don't know if – I think maybe we got a field goal on the next drive 
or it was a punt or whatever, but it was still close. And then uh, Keenum threw a pick six. Yeah. And after that, the fucking floodgates were open. <laughs> after halftime came out, they let Nick Foles throw a fucking flea flicker deep to Torrey Smith. He was still hanging yeah. around on the Eagles, big part of that Super Bowl run. And it was an absolute fucking blowout. And, you know, I live around a lot of Vikings fans. You know, I know a lot of Vikings fans and just texting them all the time, rubbing the shit in their face. Just, <laughs> oh, it was fucking amazing just watching that yeah. ass whooping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think mine was the Eagles finally getting over the hump against the Falcons in 04. Oh, yes. Where, where, that was the the third straight or fourth straight NFC championship that was game? The f- yeah, we lost three, and that was the fourth one. Yep. That we made it, finally. Um, and, you know, us being guys in school, I'd always fucking hear it from my friends and giving me shit whenever the Eagles would lose. You know, those were uh, hard times. Uh, Back you know, in the, the day. The Rams one, like, we could have stopped that fucking Rams dynasty from ever happening in 99. Right. Like, we should have won that one. Like, that uh, was a close game. The, the Buccaneers beat the shit out of the Eagles. The so. Buccaneers, yeah. The, that pick six to Rondé Barber. Well, yeah, the, that was such a good Bucks team, though. Warren Sapp, Rondé Barber. Oh, no, yeah, Brooks. it was a very good team. They went on and smashed uh, the Raiders. Then we lost to Carolina, and yeah, that, oh, man. Fucking Jake DeLome. Yeah, Jake DeLome, Steve Smith, Stephen Davis. I love Stephen Davis. How did we Stephen lose Davis. to Jake fucking DeLome? Right. Um Deshaun Foster was there running back and was and I don't even know if they had Steven. I think it was Davis and Foster. Foster had a touchdown run in that one. Um they just they beat our ass in that one and it just yeah. wasn't the same. Then when the Eagles went and traded for TO and those was a great year. That was a great That year. was a great season, yes. I went to an Eagles my first Browns Eagles game wearing Eagles shit, getting shit thrown at me in the parking lot. Let's go. Um <laughs> Yeah, that that whole Owens and McNabb season was just fucking magical, and then they, whatever happened between those two happened. Well, but I loved um, that NFC Championship game against Atlanta. You know, obviously Vic came in; he was like, you know, talk of the league. Algie Crumpler was sweet that year. I think they had Peerless Price was their uh, was their star receiver. He got shut the fuck down. Peerless um, price of Madden fame too, because like you always used to run. Yeah, he had like ninety eight speed. Vick. Yeah, and yeah. you just chuck it deep to Peerless Price. Yep. So he was their work done. He was another fast player. They had T.J. Duckett was the other running back. Michigan uh, State T.J. Duckett. I remember. You remember Dawkins lighting up fucking Crumpler over the middle too. Sure do. That was that like changed Weapon the X. whole tone of that game. Um, he just. Fucking smashed Algie Crump. And Crumper was like the 6'7", 290 fucking monster tight end. And um, fucking Dawkins just lit him up. It was he great. didn't care. No, did not care. So that that's probably my favorite memory. Uh, finally getting over that hump. Finally going to the Super Bowl. Um, I really thought the Eagles were going to beat... Um, the Cardinals that one year we had the NFC Championship game we played in Arizona. I thought we were going to beat them. Like, we were a better team. Just, we were turning the fucking ball over left and right. Yep. Should have beat them. Uh, I don't know if we would have beat Pittsburgh, but. Uh, they were kind of on the heater. <clears throat> yeah, they were on the heater. So, yeah, that one. Uh, a couple other f- memories of just watching games. Like, I remember there was a Rams-Panthers game that 
it might have been the Rams Panthers game that got the Panthers to um, to play the Eagles. Uh, it was a uh, just a overtime first. I think it was like the first play of overtime. It was a quick slant to Steve Smith, and he was fucking gone. He caught it and was just straight up the middle, gone. No one touched him. That was another one that I was like, holy shit, because that was a good back and forth game. Uh, the uh, the Tebow versus the Steelers. Oh yeah, slant I love to Demarius that game. Thomas walk off was a great one. Uh, yeah, I loved I love... watching the the Music City Miracle in yep, person, not not in person, but on TV watching yep, that was one. Same. Um, obviously, Super Bowl memories. The the Rams Titans. Being the Tuck Tuck Rule game was a great game because I remember watching Tuck like rule. the the. Po, uh, pre-show, you know, for for the games earlier in the day, they're like, "Oh yeah, the snow's coming here in Pittsburgh." They've been hyping or uh, New England. They've been hyping it up all day. It was a big game between the Raiders and the Patriots. That was the uh, AFC Championship game, or no? Yeah, AFC Championship game, and just we're gonna get like eight feet of fucking snow. So they hyped that game up pretty big. Um, yeah, there's there's so many ones. But uh, yeah, that's that's the one uh, I remember the most was the uh, yep. Eagles finally getting over the hump. Yeah, there were some uh, some great ones in there. Uh, obviously, the uh, the uh, most recent one that I can remember was one of my favorites is that Chiefs Bills game. You know, Patrick Mahomes down the field in 13 seconds that game. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. What the crazy. fuck? This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this is the uh, wildest game ever. <laughs> um. You know, back in my early days, I, you know, I was like everybody, hated the Patriots, hated Tom Brady, all that. But as I grew older, I uh, appreciated the Patriots more and appreciated Tom Brady for what I was watching. So Brady's had some good ones. Um, that Colts get, Colts coming back against the Patriots, uh, they were down quite a bit. And then uh, Peyton Manning led them back there at the end and then marlin uh marlin jackson caught the interception to uh send the colts to uh, the super bowl that was another really good game because the colts had to really battle back from that one see i hated uh i didn't hate the patriots i actually rooted for them in their first two super bowl wins right like sitting there i didn't like the panthers obviously because you know what happened there right, right, <laughs> like right. fuck you guys uh the rams same thing like yep. fuck you guys uh, so I was rooting for the Patriots, and then by the time they got to their third Super Bowl, like my Patriots love affair was done, and it's been hate ever since. Like I hope right. you suffer forever. <laughs> like I'm All done right. with you. It's kind of like Alabama, uh, because Florida had that great run in college football, and they kept uh, going to national championships and the SEC title games. So when Alabama first, you know, knocked them off, I was a big Bama fan, like rooting for them hard. And then in the national championship, I was all about Alabama. And ever since then, it's been like, fuck you. I hope you lose by a billion. (laughs) The other one that I uh, really remember was the Patriots-Chiefs AFC championship game where Frank Clark was offside. And it would have ended the game, basically. But then they called it, and the Patriots went on and uh, ended up winning that in OT. That was the famous uh, Robert Kraft went to Florida to get jerked off by an Asian girl and then came back to win the championship game. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Nice job. Like, what a fucking, what a fucking uh, hero Robert Kraft is. Like, just have the balls to go to Florida, from New England to Florida, get jerked off, then fly uh, from Florida to Kansas City and watch your team win. Like, what a day. What, what about, a fucking day. What about that uh, that time the Raiders were in the Super Bowl versus the Bucks and that player went missing? Oh, yeah. I think he was offensive lineman. Yeah, he, I don't even remember who it was. 
he went down to uh, Mexico and, you know, never made it back for the game. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? It's Super Bowl week. How do you get to Mexico and then just never come back? Yeah, that, that one kind of got brushed under the rug, though. Like that was a, go look it up. I promise you, it's a true story. There was yeah, a Raiders player it. who went missing. Yeah, I remember that game. <laughs> they I eventually remember. found him, but like he was passed out, you know, yeah. drugs and booze. Was the you know another one that was really good back in the day? Uh, Ravens Titans was that? I want to was that an AFC Championship game? I think the Ravens went into Tennessee and beat them. I think it was. I think it was. It wasn't even an AFC Championship game. I think it was the uh, divisional round, and then they went on to play the Raiders. Then they went to the Super Bowl. I think is how it worked out. Now the Ravens and the uh, the Steelers have had a lot of nice playoff matchups too. Yeah, over there's, the been, years. there's been a couple of those were good. Um, yeah, Steelers Bengals had uh, had a couple. Yep. Uh, yeah, the the Carson Palmer. You know when they actually started to make that run, like I thought they were gonna do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Playoff time, man. I'm ready for it. Absolutely, me too. Plus, you get to watch it without, you know, having to check your phone, see scores. And, True. Am I going to lose this week? I just watch yeah. football, which yeah, is nice. Just watching. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that is it for this week's America's Game. We will be back next week. We'll start diving into more off-season type stuff here. Uh, but no, appreciate having you on, Mike. As always. I need time. Yeah. Um, at Eric Vanek NFL at America's Game Pod. Make sure you guys uh, follow that. I have been getting a lot of new followers every single day um, on both my accounts, so it's been great. Um, love all these random women with fake pictures that have just been following me, so it's been absolutely awesome. Thanks, guys. Eric, Eric's so, on a heater. Yeah, big fans, real big fans. Like Keep it double, up. Double D type fans. Love it. <laughs> Uh, I just these random ass bots just following me for some reason. I don't know, but uh, no, appreciate uh, those guys following me at Iowa Michael. Follow him on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, at South Harmon FF, yeah, at South Harmon FF. Follow that on YouTube and Twitter as well. We've got all kinds of good stuff going on there as well. Anything you got, Mike? Before we head out, just uh, head over to my Twitter. Follow it every single day. I tweet at Sleeper to bring us college fantasy football. You already have the damn props in place. You already have a stat counting system because I could see the history of what they score in fantasy points. Make it fucking happen. I'm on day 40. Uh, by the time you guys you know watch this, it'll be day 41. So you know, just retweet it. Like yes. it. Whatever. You don't even have to follow me. Just look at that post. I'm going to get these sons of bitches. Sleeper, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm in full petty mode. This is going to go on for infinity. I'm never stopping. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Until next week, guys, we will see you. Have a good one. Peace.